summer of sequels, the bird of myth returns. He's fighting General Smod, helping old Smodco earn. Jonathan Livingston's sales goals is secret identity and shit. Look up in the sky, children. It's the bird of salesmanship. Oh, the bird of legend is back. Yeah, you hear him right there. He's Falcor as fuck, man, because this story is never ending, man. Don't you be scared, kids. Come touch my mighty bird, man. Sounds creepy. Let me try again. Rush over, children. All are welcome. There is peace and serenity with the bird. Iron Man, Superman, Wolverine, morons. The only hero can save you this summer, man, is that sweet bird of salesmanship. Take where all the cool kids hang. Live Smodco shows for your oral pleasure. Oh, the bird of salesmanship is flying, children. Look up. It's flying to bring you some savings, man. Let you know where them Smodco shows is at. So you can go and hear... The pleasure, untold pleasures that will tear your soul apart. That's right, the bird loves home reader. <laughs> okay. Smodco shows. Where are they? Where can I see them, you're asking? Well, fuck it, man. Let me tell you. Because we're almost done with the bird song. It's going to start again. I'll tell you right away. Because uh, it's been a while since we've seen the bird. He needed a grand reintroduction uh csmod.com is the address kids smodco shows kids you want it, you want them you're gonna have them all over your face neck and chest man florida you can get more to smodco thank you um we're coming july 5th 6th and 7th you can come see me and jason muse doing jay and silly bob get old man oh yeah to get old um, uh, we're gonna do Jay and Silent Bob super groovy cartoon movie with our Get Old podcast right there at the Plaza Live in Orlando, Florida, July fifth. Tickets at ceasemod.com. Jay and Silly Bob super groovy cartoon movie then proceeds on to uh, St. Petersburg, the most pious of Florida cities. Um, uh, St. Petersburg, straight from the Lord, heavenly. In St. Petersburg, uh, at the Palladium Theater, July 6th, uh, the very next day. Tickets at csmod.com. Then July 7th, man, you're going to ask the question, why, Bri? Oh, why, Bri? Bri is flying, children. Look up. Why, Bri is happening at the Florida Supercon right there in Miami. Shows at 6.30 at night. Uh, go to, for tickets, I, gotta, I think you got to go to the website, but we'll get you there from csmod.com. That's your portal. Your filthy little portal. Uh, July 12th, man, Babylon is back at the improv. Our home, uh, 10 p.m. Tickets at seasmo.com. And Bird echoes that. Hollywood Babylon's coming to Comic Con. Bird's like, fuck yes, we're up there, man. July 19th, uh, Comic Con Babylon, uh, Friday at the House of Blues, Friday night, 11 p.m. Uh, Austin, Texas, about a week after that. We're coming to you. Jay and Silent Bob, super groovy cartoon movie coming to Austin, Texas, man. Uh, tickets at cspot.com. July 25th, Paramount Theater, motherfuckers. Be there. We always have a good time at the Paramount. Uh, this movie plays like a fucking son of a bitch on the road. Good times. So come out, man. Come out and see 
Life's Mod Co. show. Uh, don't forget, there's a plus one vinyl album for sale. Uh, just came out called America. It's pretty funny. Go grab it at jayandsilentbob.com. And now another fine Smodco podcast. This is Jack Marcy. Welcome to episode Who Fucking Knows of Team Jack because it's been so long. Um, so Matt Cohen texted me yesterday out of the blue on I a did. Monday. And um, here we are on a Tuesday, about 24 hours Magic. later. It happens just like that. I know. After so long. Well, people kept asking me, like, where have you guys been? Why haven't you done a show? And I, I don't funny, think... funny, because nobody's been asking me. I don't think they literally... Know. I haven't spoken to you since we've done the show. Like, it's yeah, not like we're... Cohen and I have this thing where basically... It's we a pocket It's, it's a all pocket wrapped universe. around the show. Yeah, yeah, It's totally. a pocket universe. Yeah. Really? Um, actually, we... Yeah, no, weirdly enough, the only time we've ever seen each other outside of the confines of this show was at Comic-Con last year, kind of. And not even at the good parties that you no, went to. No, exactly. The, the Twilight Party. Sex club in the baseball stadium or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> the Walking Dead Party. It was far from a fucking sex club. Exactly. Um, yeah, so no, I just texted Jack, and uh, and we're back like that, guys. That's all it takes. So next time we go on a hiatus, just text Jack. Exactly. You all have his number, I'm sure. And we played it. Um, we just threw it together and played it super casual. So we have with us today Josh Kessner. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, who is also from St. Louis who is helping me this summer get a bunch of organizational shit together So, and I was just here and made to do this yeah exactly sit in and talk motherfucker yeah um, so Cohen what's been going on nothing <laughs> have you seen movies no uh, uh, back and forth I hate movies now for the most really? part. Yeah, every movie I see is really disappointing. That's the truth. Wow. I've, I haven't seen a movie, I, and like I never go to theaters, and I've gone to theaters like twice in the last month, and they were both really... What were they? What was it? Uh, this is the end. And you're disappointed in Oh, that? yeah, big time. And Did you see I that? I heard that was really good. Everyone said it's like the best comedy of the last 10 years, but everyone's retarded. Um, really? It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't... I didn't think it was particularly good. And then I saw uh, World War Z. Oh, really? Uh, Which was not... It wasn't as bad as everyone thought it would be. It's just kind of... I saw it with Condon in New York. It's just kind of a fucking boring procedural... It's so boring. Yeah, it's just incredibly boring. It's not like... So boring. ...horrible filmmaking at its... It's not... You know what I mean? So it, 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 it actually has the worst offense, in my opinion. And that's what's been happening with movies lately, to me, is... Like, I watched with a bunch of friends the other night. We watched A Talking Cat? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, on Netflix. <laughs> Which is okay. a directed DVD film, uh, 
made by uh, a guy under a pseudonym who typically makes uh, gay exploitation movies, not porn, but like softcore gay horror films. Tim Sullivan? No, uh, I forget the gentleman's name right now. It's like two Ds. It's alliterative. David Dakota. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, so sure. what that guy did was he made a movie called That A Talking Cat under a woman's name like Mary something, and it's... um. Eric Roberts voices the talking cat, but he obviously did the voice recording session on a cell phone while drunk because it's fucking oh insane. God. And uh, it's about like a talk. The family finds a talking cat, but the cat can only talk once to everyone. And they say that 800 times throughout the movie. In fact, when when the main guy, who's Johnny Whitaker, who I'm not familiar with, was a Johnny child Whitaker actor from um, Family Affair. Family Affair. Yes, he's the father in the film. Oh, my God. Um, and the first time he sees the cat talk, he goes, you can talk, but only once? Like, that's pretty much the through oh line of the God. film. It's fucking incredible. It's the room. <laughs> it is the room for kids' movies. Because the other thing is they shot it all in that guy's mansion where I did some research where apparently they shoot all of the porn stuff, too. David Dakota has a mansion? It's a house in the Palisades that's on the beach-ish. Okay. Interesting. Um... And all of the... If it's David Dakota, we should say. I'll I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, it sounds familiar, though. But the male leads in the film are very obviously homosexuals and, like, (laughs) twinks. So like homosexuals. And, like, so when there's the love interest, like, the main gist of the movie is that uh, the boy doesn't know how to swim and the girl he likes wants to go swimming all the time. So the cat teaches him how to swim. But the boy... That's a real-life lesson. But the boy is a 110-pound, like... Like and he should have twink stamped on his fucking forehead, <laughs> and it's like you don't like girls. And, and if anything, do we have to define twink for the uninitiated? Have we never done that on this podcast? I think they would know what it right. Twink is a gay is a um, gay slur. That's is it a slur? I thought it was like one of the actual. It's not a compliment. Is bear a slur? No, but I thought people don't self-identify as twinks. I don't know. Uh, it's bad. It's incredibly bad form if they do. But part of being a twink is. Incredibly bad, Be bad form. For <laughs> exactly. Twinks, uh, twink is, a, is, of course, short for Twinkie. Never knew that. So, you never knew that? Never knew that. Dude, I mean, I didn't get the Maybe primer. that should be the episode title, Twink. The episode title twink could be Twink, were it not for the fact twinkie. that Kessner is the guest. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. Um... <clears throat> So I don't know how old the term is, but obviously it's not older than the creation of the Twinkie. So if you date the creation of the Twinkie to 1960-whatever, 1950-whatever, it's not older than that. And like a Twinkie, it's light, it's sponge, it's spongy, sweet, and full of cream. (laughs) And not good for you. That's horrific. Also, typically... Um, in the gay community, it, generally speaking, it refers to anybody under the age of 25. On your 25th birthday, you have officially lost your twink status. What do you become? Uh, everybody else. Are there just gay dude? Are you just a gay dude or do you yeah. have a thing? I don't have a thing. You don't, you're not like an otter or a bear or a twink no, or an owl no, or an I eagle? I mean, honestly, when I was a big fucking, you know... 230 pound fatty i probably qualified for like pre-bear status or i wish like we that, had but. these terms in the heterosexual community i wish i could be like a yeah, gator. No, all you have is whore yeah i wish i could be like a gator or like you know what yeah. i mean the marauder yeah. something like a wrestling <laughs> the marauder term. yeah yeah um you lose twink status on your 25th birthday <laughs> twinks are typically 
ob- very obviously young gay guys, usually very beautiful, very fit, um, and dumb as fuck. <laughs> Exhibit A, go to YouTube and search the Pet Shop Boys song, I'm With Stupid. <laughs> That's written from the perspective of, of an older gay guy who is with uh, a younger gay guy. That's funny. So anyway, this, this, uh, that talking cat, fantastic yeah. watching. Okay. There, there's so know. much subtlety going on. There are right. random insert shots of waterfalls and mountains and Hawaii. Right. So the movie takes place in like the netherworld. Um, great watch. This is the end and World War Z and what else did I fucking watch? Like the Wizard of Oz, uh, Oz great and powerful. Those right. all. Did you see that, Kessner? No, I heard it was very colorful and beautiful. But those all to me are 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 in the same category of of failures. And it's I would rather them be fucking horrible movies they're all just kind of there and to yeah. me that's the most offensive it's corporate movie. product dude yeah it's just a movie that's it's a, movie. a it's just a movie go to costco get the one gallon jug of well, tide it's the same no, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. you're buying a it's just a corporate but that but that seems to be 90 percent of films that come out now certainly during the summer months you know what i mean also so, known as the summer frame but yeah. it, it used to be that summer movies were my favorite fucking thing in the world growing up that was all that's the, because here's why dude and i was just thinking about this while burning calories in runyon canyon this morning as a john williams cue came on i think from one of the indiana jones films and not the fourth um all those Williams cues are so lush and romantic in a way and harken back to the great scores of like Max Steiner, etc., from the so-called golden age of Hollywood. They themselves, and kind of in a way, Star Wars as a thing, I don't want to use the word brand, but Star Wars as a thing, is, dude, it's, it, that was a golden age. Whether it was, you know, it will never be the golden age yeah, yeah. because the golden age is Wizard of Oz. Gone with the Wind, etc. But I mean, the late 70s, I don't know whether you, you know, you could put Jaws in the Golden Age or not, I would. But in starting in 1975 through again, like the late 80s, dude, that was just when you look mm-hmm. at the movies that were made during that period that we still watch over and over and over and over and over again, compared to in far fewer movies made after that period that you watch far fewer, even a movie that for me, is was transformative that I loved the original Matrix. Yeah, how many times have I watched it? I, I've not a shine not a, on how many times I've watched fucking Star Trek Two. Of course, or Jaws or something like that. Or but that's the Empire thing, Strikes Back. That's the thing too. It was like walking out of this is the end. I was like, all right, I didn't hate it, but I will never watch. I will never need to watch that film again. Right. Which is like pretty much the biggest testament to me liking a movie because if I like a movie, I'll watch it fifty fucking times. Right. You know, right. even newer films, right? On Blu-ray and shit. But the you know studios I mean? don't make money fifty times that you watch it. So that's the thing. That's just what it's coming. It to. just seems like there used to be more of a split between like guaranteed studio math movies and like ah, let's give this guy a chance. And there, we've done we've done this before, but just for just because I'm a huge stoner, not true, and don't remember. <laughs> what's your favorite movie of all time that you've watched more than any other? Kessner, uh, that question is rolling around to you, so take a moment. Those are two different questions. My favorite movie of all time. Yourself. My favorite movie of all time is Daisy Confused, but I've definitely watched like Ghostbusters, uh, Pulp Fiction, Billy Madison, like right. hundreds of times. Like right. there's a list of like probably twenty films that I've seen over eighty times. Right. Right. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Back to the Future. Yeah. You know what I mean? Golden Age, Golden Age, Ghostbusters, Golden Age. Yeah, all of them. But it, it was it was Days my and kind confused of confused post 
post, but a lot of my movies are in that 94 to 98, because I was born in 1984. So, right. Kestner, what year were you born? 91. How old are you? 21. Right. And he's not a twink. Wait. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> he's technically a twink, but he's not gay. What's a straight twink? Uh, Just a young boy. Someone who shops at Abercrombie. We got to you think, don't. Oh, I don't do that. We got to yeah, think yeah, up yeah. fucking straight names, man. Um, uh, date rapist. A date rapist. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It's just, dude. And like, I've been, I've been um, writing for Nerdist lately, and I've been covering a lot of like news blasts. And in the past two weeks, I've written write-ups for like the Captain Planet remake, Captain Planet Kill reboot, me, fucking the, dude, the Terminator reboot, the Poltergeist, the Poltergeist Terminator. reboot. Every fucking movie yeah. is a reboot. It's yeah. when is this gonna stop? Never. When do when do no, we start never. rebooting books? Like what? Like no, like yeah. When do they write another Twilight series? No, I mean, you know what I mean. It's, that will come. It's it's just crazy. It, every fucking we kind of already are doing that. I mean, the stories repeat and repeat a little repeat, bit. Just yeah, different characters and whatever. It's just it's just insane though, and they don't they don't wait at all anymore. So like it got to a it's got to a point now saturation wise where like Spike Lee is off shooting a new old boy remake. I fucking love old boy. It's one of my favorite movies ever People made. Are the online community. I don't need Seems to see incredibly it. Incredibly resistant to the idea of a remake of Old Boy. It's just like I, I even watched. I finally watched uh, the Let the Right Hostel One. Hostel is a better word. I finally watched Let the Right idea. One In remake because my buddy was in it. I'd never seen yeah. it, and while it was, which is called Let Me In. Let Me In. And while it was fine, I didn't need it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's useless. It hasn't proved its right to exist. There's no reason for it to exist. No, there, we don't. It hasn't improved on anything. We don't need a Terminator reboot. We don't yeah. need two fucking separate Spider-Man franchises in a 10-year span. Exactly. We went 50 years without a single Spider-Man movie. Now there are like but here's eight Spider-Mans. The thing, dude. You make it. You make it for... You make it big. You sell it big. They show up. Yeah. They show up no, here. you're right. And then they, then we export the product. Hate to say, the product gets exported around the world, and they show up around the world. And that's, I mean, if you want to get a little we more, keep making it. If, because let's face it, dude, it's no, it's what a works. Incredibly successful American export. Who? What movie would you credit with starting all of this? Um, I don't think, and Kessner, I'm mindful of the fact that you haven't talked a whole lot. So when it comes to you, it's gonna. You're going to really be in trouble, so get ready. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, what was um, the first reboot? It's not, it, it, to my mind, it's less about, it's, it's less, uh, it's less about what is, what is the first or the first few reboots. It's more about the corporations swallowing the movie studios yes. and applying the corporate business mindset to the to the development production distribution of the product across all media starting with theatrical and ending with free tv network a network tv uh showing and maximizing corporate revenues for the shareholders of the corporations and literally dude during this so-called golden age again it's not that these studios were not owned by, or, you know, some of them were part of sort of bigger entities, but the, the swallowing up of Paramount by Viacom and then CBS comes in, 
now that all the broadcast networks are also aligned in these conglomerates. Every single News one. Corp swallows 20th Century Fox. Fox. Universal is, I mean, Christ, the list. Vivendi, uh, the Bronfmans, M- which was Seagram's. And then it's General Electric. Yeah. And now, yeah, I mean, it's NBC. Um, the Walt Disney Company has ABC. remained independent but swallowed ABC. Um, and and by the way, within the last year, sort of remember there were all those rumors that Sony and Disney were going to, in theory, get together. Yeah. Because there's been some talk on the street that Sony has been interested in selling off the so-called movie unit. <laughs> but Sony swallows up, swallows up Columbia and TriStar. I never thought of this Sony before. Sony Pictures Entertainment this is, is kind Columbia of, this and is TriStar. This kind of a, a tangent, but I've never thought about this before. There's a fucking Japanese-American movie studio. Sony yeah. is a Japanese electronics company. They started their own movie studio, and they're yeah. one of like the... I, that has never hit me till right now. They didn't now. start their own movie studio. They, did they acquired it. Who did they acquire? Columbia. That was Columbia TriStar? Ghostbusters, Columbia. That was yeah. Columbia. So Sony... In, in the 19th... There was no Sony And sometimes I think, you know, Columbia was owned by Coca-Cola okay. at one point in time. But in the sense, 1980s, yeah. when they greenlit Ghostbusters... It was Columbia with the Karate movie. Kid. Yeah. It was Columbia. When right? did Sony become a studio? And then tri- Columbia TriStar. TriStar was their was their touchstone. Was their other yeah, label? Yeah. Disney has obviously just you know in recent years revived their touchstone label, which was which lay dormant for a while. But here's the thing: to really get down and dirty and get and get your hands yeah. in the shit, what's the most? What was one of the most, if not the most, successful products? For Sony Pictures Entertainment last year, globally. Shit, I don't even know what Sony. Skyfall. That was Sony. I forgot. Yeah. So that's the thing is it was James MG- Bond it was an MG- 007. It MGM, but there is no all MGM. that money it went into Sony for Britain's most literally most famous cultural hero, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock, yeah, but the two of them, Sherlock Holmes at at the multiplex doesn't can't fucking hold mean a shit, fucking candle to James yeah, Bond, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um. Well, I didn't All that money that. actually doesn't go to, to back to Japan. Most of that money goes to the Broccoli's, from what I understand, because their deal is so incredible with um, with Sony and MGM. But um, it's crazy, dude. It's, it's the, from James Bond in London. Goes to it. It goes yeah. straight through the United States, which is where Sony Pictures Entertainment is based. Before the money goes to the Broccoli's, wherever they're located, probably here in the States. I believe they're Americans. And then um, the, the trick, rest goes the to trick, Japan. That's so funny, dude. And but speaking yeah. of Japan, and real quick. Just to How bring much this- of it goes to England or English concerns? Oh, none. 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 Except what's Daniel, spent to make Daniel the movie. Craig, yeah, yeah. I, they tax Daniel Craig's revenue, exactly, or income. But uh, going full and circle, they make the though, movie there, but it, that's it. Going full circle, we are like in. The, I feel like we're in the last grasps of original creator-owned like stuff because look what's happening right now. What is creator-owned? I mean, George creator Lucas owned. has that's sold a, a Star Wars, term, but I meant I meant original Pacific fucking Rim. Yeah, that was a studio going. Okay, here's a movie that's not based on a franchise, correct? Not based on a sequel, not a reboot of something. Right, has no stars in it, and look how it fucking people are. are the rumor is the tracking is soft. But here's uh, the thing: I mean, people it's, are loving the have movie. Have you heard? Have you heard the converse rumor though? No. The rumor is that uh, other company, other studios are saying the tracking is soft, and it's too, it's too um, cheap and legendary when they when they try to go with another studio now. 
Because really? Legendary is trying to leave Warner's. That's interesting. So yeah, they're saying they're make a decision within Pacific, sixty or ninety if, days. So if Pacific Rim bombs, it lowers Legendary's price, and That's Warner's is apparently burying the ad campaign to lower Legendary's price. Really? That's what I've heard. That's on, pretty on a good. Rebuttal back article. That's pretty yeah, good. yeah. Wasn't Jack the Giant Slayer a big enough bomb for Legendary, which <laughs> owned most of that? Did you see the Legendary press conference yesterday or two days no. ago? Uh, television and by the way legendary television you know, legendary comics legendary fucking everything they've got like 10 movies on their slate they're a studio now they are yeah, and who owns nerdist uh nerdist industries is owned by legendary <laughs> um we are independent so we, are. we are we are editorially independent right do you know do you by the way know anything about the com the uh comic-con promo shoot that all my boys took part in about two weeks ago no I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, they've been Facebooking photographs from it, so I'm not sure it's such a big secret. Oh, go for it then. But Tom Spina Designs, uh, who is sort of the industry leader in preservation, cons- conservation, and restoration of screen used artifacts, characters, props, costumes, etc., as well as display of same, came out here and provided a bunch of heads and costumes. Um, and even filled them with sort of friends and family for um, a fairly meticulous recreation of the cantina scene from I've, New Hope. I've, I've been in the cantina. And Hardwick. Yeah. It's, well, they, they left they the st- set standing. They started airing stuff now. So if you okay. go to Nerdist or Course... Hardwick is playing Han Solo. It's Course of the Force. It's for that r- right. lightsaber relay race. Right. And they just aired a video yesterday with like CM Punk and Danica McKellar and Michael Rooker okay. of them in the cantina in like right. bounty hunter costumes. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, the, can- the cantina is still there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, they <laughs> left pretty the set awesome. standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, those are starting to air. Yeah, that Course of the Force thing is cool. It's like a relay lays from um, Skywalker Ranch to Comic-Con over the course of a week for charity. And it's all these celebrities. And it's a lightsaber relay race. <laughs> so it's like the Olympic torch going from Skywalker to San Diego. That's a sweet idea. It's the third actually. year they've done it, too. It's Disney. It's uh, Star Wars, uh, StarWars.com and Nerdist do it, do it together. And like Chris is hosting with a whole bunch of other people. That's sweet. It's really cool. I didn't realize that it was sort of that elaborate. I just thought it was like... Oh, no, it's a big Last big year thing. when I heard it, like Course of the Force, and it started to get pumped through the Nerdist newsletter, which you can sign up for at, at Nerdist.com, Nerdist.com yeah. I guess. I've been getting it for years at, since they swallowed up... Geek Chic. Geek Chic Daily. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were subscribed to Geek Chic Daily? Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I first read about it, sort of, it, it, it's always in conjunction with Comic-Con, so it's always around, always around it's the same always, time. It's the third year, and it's always literally from Skywalker Ranch to to the gas lamp, to right in front of Comic-Con. In time for the opening, opening of Comic-Con? Day. Yeah, or? so okay. it, started, it starts in like uh, on the 8th and goes to like the 16th, so okay. it's a week. When I first heard about it, and I just sort of glanced across the headline. Oh, yeah, the Star Wars thing, Course of the Force that Nerdist is doing. I literally, like, I had some, the only, like, fleeting vision in my head was of a bunch of, like, <laughs> big guys in sweatpants doing calisthenics straight out of the movie Perfect. Oh, no, it's awesome. Like, it's like on, they, a, on an athletic field down the main in call, San Diego. The main, the main float is Jabba's sail barge, like perfectly okay. recreated sail barge. Okay. It's really, really cool. Huh. Um, but back to Pacific Rim, though, for a second. I've heard great things about it. Everyone I know who's seen it has fucking yeah. loved it. Absolutely. But does any of that matter? 
in the scheme of like why do why do we care why did it go viral why did this tracking shit go viral why the fuck are we even concerned there's a lot brought, of people have been asking that question someone brought up a good art a good point yeah because part of it is that this that entertainment and what we're talking about here movies but also ratings with regards to tv series the tv series you love have have become such a huge export globally that everybody now is all up on that business the same way that people are... It's sport. I think it's also a lot of schadenf- your team. schadenfreude, too. Schadenfreude up the ass, like which you should people, probably define. It's taking comfort, taking joy in others' pain. Is That's that a German, right. German term? Uh, yeah. Um, well, and to, again, one of my favorite fa- Francis Bacon quotes of all time, probably the only Francis Bacon <laughs> quote, who am I kidding, is um, more champagne for my real friends more and more real, real pain, pain for my, for sham, my sham friends. Sham friends. Yeah, yeah. Schadenfreude, I am taking pleasure in your failure. Yes, but I don't want to take pleasure in Guillermo del Toro's failure or legendary failure. They make my favorite fucking movies. Yeah. Like, I want this movie to do a billion dollars. Yeah, but especially the the craziness that is the Warner Brothers lot right now with Jeff Robinoff going out the door and three people, one of whom was the head of marketing, taking command of the captain's chair. And that's what, the third pres in the last couple of years? Because Alan Horn left for Disney. Correct. Like three years ago, before Robinoff. Yeah. So they just keep, which is weird because they keep having giant hit fucking movies. No? Well, is Man of Steel a hit? What's it up to worldwide? Like four? I don't know. See, it's interesting to, that you would say that because you were saying the corruption or the studios are taking over the movies, but I then didn't we're use the still word corruption. tracking like it's a money thing when we want good movies. Yes. Yeah. And yet it's like, is it the studio's fault or is it the people's fault because we're not but I also think we're we're in, we are in a small subsect of people who give a shit about tracking or know about tracking. The average American doesn't know what that word means, doesn't know how much movies cost. Am I right, Jack? I think so, but I think also through Facebook and Twitter now, people do have a sense like what it's weird. Like the ants communicate with other ants, and we are all just ants here. No, no, of I'm course. not referring to the so-called flyovers yeah, yeah, yeah. between Los Angeles and New York, but you know, Bill was talking about Bill has talked with me a lot about this um, over the last 16 years. When the studio sends a signal that it's okay to take a shit on a movie, that they've cut this one loose and they're going to write it off and take their deduction and they send a signal to critics and audiences that it's okay not to care or take a shit. And the last movie that that we had this conversation about was P.J. Hogan's brilliant live-action uh, adaptation of Peter Pan, which Universal and Revolution co-funded. Is that a movie? Yeah. We're going to have the kid who played Peter Pan in a future episode of this. I didn't, that came out in the last few years? There was a, there was a Peter Pan adaptation? Yeah, and on the heels they of buried, Harry Potter. They buried that. Exactly. I've never even heard of it. They sent the signal that it was okay that they were cutting it loose. And it's a great, great movie. It's just so strange. By the way, worldwide so far, 523. That's a hit. Half of it comes back, though. Yeah, but so that's, that's a hit compared to every other Superman movie ever made? Yeah, I think it's pretty... But again, how much How much did they spend to make it? The production budget... I'd say if right now it's at 523, it's half of that comes back, that's 250 plus, that's 275 
what they're admitting to here at Box Office Mojo, or what bo- the number that Box Office Mojo has gotten its hands on, is two twenty-five. I would plus believe that plus another ad- what? Plus fifty for advertising. Fifty more? Are you crazy? No, yeah, I mean marketing. It used the rule of thumb for marketing used to be half of the negative cost. Okay. So in that case, in this case here, that would be hundred a buck and thirty on advertising. But with it's in a summer movie. With a summer movie in the crowded summer field, with advertising rates at a premium, I'm, I'm sure they spent another 150 what's, at least. Here's what's on crazy about that: it's Pac- not closer to two, dude. Pacific Rim cost way north of a hundred, right? Oh yeah, like a buck fifty. It looks like they've spent fucking a million dollars on advertising. There's a couple like yeah, bus I stop, and ads. I don't even care. I don't care for the outdoor campaign at no, all. Which I don't care for the campaign the at all. It's well. Someone brought up it a good point about the Pacific nervous. Rim tracking. Someone was like, hey, everyone, calm the fuck down. You mean a high-concept movie made by an orator filmmaker starring no stars with a weird, goofy concept isn't tracking well? What a shock. Like, that movie was never going to open huge. I don't yeah, think... Yeah, but there's, I mean, Del Toro's... robots and monsters. It needs to open. Remember when we saw um, Star Trek and I saw Pacific Rim trailer for the first time? Yeah. Star Trek Into Darkness. I would have said, no, that's not going to do well. When I saw, that was my because personal, why Josh Kessner? You know, I just thought age twenty one, male, straight male, right. white male target audience. That's the my, audience for the movie. The audience. audience. Yeah. Personally, I just thought eh, this is kind of a stupid concept. I d- I kind of researched more into it because I was interested, and then I was like, okay, this is. Decent. I may go see that. Unless you knew what the word kaiju meant. Which no one does. I did, though. That's what I mean. They made this movie for such a... Jaeger. Jaeger is a term they they put on it. Like, that's not typically what new. That's a new term. It's a German term. It's the German word for hunter. Interesting. So that's what they made them, the Jaegers. Okay. Um, They're just mechas, basically. But that's the thing. They made this for anime fans and fans yeah. of kaiju shit, which is not a big fucking audience. You know what I and mean? And yet these anime cons are packing them in from coast to coast, at least in this country. Yeah, well, these I mean... These anime conventions are like... There's one on Thursday. They're huge. I have to go. They're huge. Anime Expo is the biggest one. Yeah. Is that the... Um, so can you get all those people to turn out uh, in three weeks or whatever it is? They don't leave their houses a lot. Also, I'll tell you what, generally <laughs> Otakus speaking, don't typically leave their houses. That's the other, You know what I mean? Otakus? Yeah, well, that, that's the term for it. Really? Otaku. Anime fan is an otaku? Otaku is a Japanese geek. It's it's basically like someone who's antisocial and doesn't leave their house and loves like Gundam and anime and stuff like that. Huh. Um, it's just such a niche. It's such a niche fan base for this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, here, this is... Uh, should completely not be taken seriously. Well, hang on. Let me just look at this. It's opening the Friday before Comic-Con week. I know. Is that such a great time to be opening? Yes. Is it? Yeah, totally. Because then you really? have the buzz throughout all of Comic-Con. I think Comic-Con openings are like... Uh, I, I, movies, my, my point was, and I was sort of mistaken, because I thought it was opening the Friday during Comic-Con. Movies no. that open during Comic-Con like, kind of don't do well. That's my memory. Do you really think that 150,000 people in San Diego really affect the... No, I just out? think it's weird. It's just like I can't think of a single hit going... I mean, but what the fuck do I know? I, I don't track this stuff but you're so right, avidly. But I guess you're right. I think, I think it I'm is... probably not right. But. I think it's a good idea to open it that Friday before because then it's all the people gearing up for Comic-Con that's yeah. something to talk about to yeah. each other at Comic-Con. Yeah, I just totally. don't... I, I mean, what... I just don't think it's gonna... 
I think it's going to be. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to do well. Was well, there a bigger? It's bad big news for Guillermo del Toro if it doesn't. And our friend Guillermo Navarro, the cinematographer. Navarro the will always work, man. Come on. He's moving into directing now. Actually, is he really? Yeah. Well, didn't he direct uh, one of Orphan or Mama or one of those? I thought Navarro had directed one of GDT's movies. So yeah, well. I think, and he's going to direct episodes of this TV series that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is coming, which is sort of a haunted house thing, maybe. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, here's the thing with Guillermo del Toro that always surprises me. GDT. I, do we get to call him? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think in some weird cases, Hollywood like turns off their business blinders and sees genuine talent, and Guillermo del Toro doesn't really have the box office to support right. how beloved he is in the industry. True. So I th- I don't know that he is able to be put in director's jail. Does that make sense? I think that's true. All I know is because he's got I, this. I know this from, he's got he's got uh, this haunted mansion here, and Into Mountains of Madness, and Justice League Dark, and he's Mountains got, of Madness is back on at Universal. Or I not? mean, it's always iffy. Like okay. if this does well, they'll 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 greenlight it, but that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but he's got Justice, unless it does. It, I mean, it totally could. It could be a sleeper. Like th- I, I think know. there is possibility still for a movie being good enough that people tell their friends and then it does well. It just that doesn't always there is always possibility for Word audiences yeah. discovering movies for themselves and then telling their friends and family go out and see this fucking movie. Last year, I feel like it was Bridesmaids. Yeah, you're right, one hundred percent. Word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. Or by the way, let's just have a moment. Um, nobody from Summit listens to this podcast, so who gives a fuck? I'm, we're past all that now, anyway. But uh, the Summit Magic movie, Now You See Me, the trailers, the posters, all that stuff, it's like Jesse fucking Eisenberg. I just I saw Fight Club recently and couldn't stand him as Mark Zuckerberg. It drove me crazy. Uh, not Fight Club. Friend, so, uh, yeah, friend, social network. Social network. Friend, friend I was club. like, was Jesse Eisenberg? Friend and club. club? Wait, which, one, which version's that? The Fight Club reboot <laughs> with Jesse Eisenberg is Tyler Durden. <laughs> um, no offense, it's just, eh, just, just not my favorite crayon in the box, you know? I had absolutely no interest in seeing that movie. None. Me neither. It just crossed $100 million. That movie made $100 million. I saw what? That, I saw that the other day. I was like, How does that work? Because, by the way, they're not spending... I know. They didn't spend anything. ...in marketing in the third or fourth week. Word of mouth. Um, I will tell you, I don't think this is the, the case that continues, but my, uh, my family, my mom and my dad were down in Florida with like my aunt and uncle and little cousin, and they went to go see it thinking it was Burt Wonderstone. No shit. They called me from the theater and they're like, we're about to see that Jim Carrey magic movie. And I was like, no, you're not. Because that closed like six months ago. That closed like six months ago. ago. I was like, what theater are you at? And they were like, I pick in uh, Boca. And I was like, you're seeing, now you see me. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. But were they happy with their choice? Uh, they didn't hate it, actually. People okay. seem people seem to kind of like well, it. Well, clearly, like a yeah. hundred million dollars worth of business in Amer- North and America alone didn't hate it. So um, it's just it's which just means a, sequel. It's a weird time. Yeah, right. Yeah. So? I mean, it's good for the Louis Leterrier business, the director who did Clash of the Titans and Hulk, the reboot, and the Good Hulk, and the Hulk sequel. I, I like that movie or reboot. You would call that right. Uh, that was a. That's the Incredible Hulk, right? That's the Incredible Hulk. Angley's is just Hulk. Angley's is Hulk, and then this is the Incredible Hulk, which is a reboot. I guess it's a reboot. But then they rebooted but it's again not an because origin. they ignored it even for Avengers, right? 
Or is that no, considered canon that's now? that's canon. He's living in they Brazil. They just recast it. They just recast it. They offered it right. to Norton. You remember that whole thing? Yeah, and he dicked out, right? No, he said, okay, only if I can write the Avengers. And they were like, yeah, exactly. no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Because he did that on Hulk. He came in and was like, all right, I'll do this movie, but I get yeah. to fucking do the entire the movie. The reputation is not great. Um, So he lost out. Now Ruffalo is like a fucking... Ruffalo is the Hulk. Mm-hmm. The most, one of the most beloved characters from the Avengers movie. Absolutely, but not Banner the Hulk. You know, right, not, right, right. exactly. Not exactly. like people are wearing Mark Ruffalo costumes on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun though. Josh Keshner, what about you? What? <laughs> you seen any movies? By the way, Cohen K A E S T N E R. Text me that one. K- okay, okay. I hear it's German and my spelling. brain turns. Oh, and um, we have to talk about a thing afterward. I need to get rid of something off of the site. Okay. It's nothing. Ooh, code. Yeah, it's nothing terrible. But Ooh, remind juicy. me after, right. uh, and it's nothing in one of these shows or whatnot. It's just like an overall thing. Okay. Yeah. Copy so. that. My movie is Cloud Atlas, which you you turned me on to. I've turned a lot of people onto that movie. Um, I've watched it three times in the last month. I've watched it like eighty three times. Yeah, uh, but I, I no mean, shit. I don't really have an all time favorite movie, but I like things that just come into my atmosphere i think the audience might might dig this i i uh so for fucking six months my friend uh uh my friends coy and and jason trost who directed that fp movie we talked about when james duval was here yeah they've been obsessed with les miserables they get together yeah. once a week and they drink and watch the <laughs> les mis movie like it's their favorite movie ever and finally oh, I, I was over at his house on saturday night i was like Dude, all right, let's do. I was like, show me the room. I was like, do you the really musical. like this movie or do you like drinking to it? They're like, oh no, we love this movie. And I was like, all right, let me borrow it. I really fucking like Les Mis. I hate it's it. a it's a pretty fantastic film, except for the weird camera angles. Is the camera, yeah, the camera angles insane. are it's, it's a it's shit show. Stupid, but like the performances and like the set, yeah. it's it's not bad. The music and I don't like musicals. Kessner, tear I, it up. I just totally hate it. I fell asleep. I took. Um, Five breaks to get through it. Had you ever seen the no. show or read the books or anything? No, but See, the I'd person read... that I was watching with has the Broadway a friend musical. on the Broadway musical, musical, and he hated it too. We right. both. Were what did like, you think of it more? Yeah. To say? Um, I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see uh, it? No, I was shown like three scenes by Condon in London. Did he like it, Condon? Um, I was shown three scenes, and. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did not like the three scenes that I was shown. I sh- was shown Russell Crowe's uh, That's the- a- ending. I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, look, I like the Not movie. a great singing voice. I like the movie, but why the fuck did yeah. they let Russell Crowe sing in that movie? Not a great singing it's voice. It's insane. Everyone yeah. else has a decent voice. Yeah. And bordering on good for some of them. Yeah. Russell Crowe's just never good. Um, so, no, I haven't seen it. Um, but I will say that many, many of the Twilight fan site ops, as we as yeah, yeah. we call them internally, website fan site operators, webmasters, who have stayed friendly on Facebook and Twitter, etc., fucking love it's Les Miserables. It's so over the top, dude. They loved it's it. It's so over the they top. Also, by crazy. the way, speaking of over the top movies, they that, like over the top with well, the no, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Speaking of over-the-top movies that kind of are and aren't really, like, it's certainly not pitched directly to Twy Hard Nation or whatnot, but Twy Hard Nation says a 
big fucking yes, at least the ones I know, to what? compared to to movies they've said no thank you to. Beautiful Creatures, The Host. Movies that they said a huge yes to, Les Miserables, and the other one, Over the Top, and Huge Spectacle, is uh, Great Gatsby. Oh, they like that one, too. Love it. They're all about it. I haven't I seen, seen it. being similar. I haven't seen that yet, either. I've seen it. It's... um. I was iffy. I was okay with it. You were uh, more. You're better than uh, you were for Les Miserables. Clearly. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I just don't like musicals either. But um, right. Get I out. don't know. I thought the the way it was shot was kind of interesting. It was a just a like the pictures, the individual frames were pretty beautiful, although they were a little fake. Kind of. Well, it's all it's like a every world Lerman, of CG every now, Baz right? Lerman movie ever. But right, it's getting more and more with every movie Ball now. Lerman. It's like yeah. this is now completely created in a computer. Right, and it, I mean, but it was kind of cool in that way. Yeah. At the same time, um, it wasn't great, but I would, I would, you know, I would you'd watch it on HBO one it. night. Yeah. Do you remember when yeah. Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow came out and everyone <laughs> lost their fucking minds? I didn't, dude. I saw. I didn't through, either. I saw through that as it was coming. I'm like. And it was all, it's all again, at, at that point, it was all like, what was that, like 30-something fanboys who are all now 40-something fanboys, many of whom writing for all these movie en- engine websites who were all announcing that this was the next thing. And Carrie Conran, I think, the writer-director yeah. of Same, was the inheritor to the throne. And you just looked at the materials and you're like, you guys are out of your fucking minds. No one outside of like your of outside of you know the comic book store is going to see this and everyone if everyone in in every comic book store on a wednesday comic book day across america went and bought a ticket to it sky still, captain it still, make, it still wouldn't open no. and it didn't open and here's my scary question is pacific rim the modern day sky captain no it's not okay no because it's not black it's and white good, for good, starters yeah. sky captain wasn't uh yeah it was more or less it was noir-ish. it was monochrome it was yeah. monochrome and it's just like, oh, well, let's have this adventurous experiment at the multiplex. And it's like, uh, adventurous experiment at, and multiplex don't really people don't like go together. Fucking Red Tails, whatever that was called. Please, people I mean, don't like people don't like airplane movies. Uh, yeah, but Red Tails. <laughs> did I anyone's? Mean, that's see unwatchable, that? from what I understand. Did you, do you know what that I is? No that's idea George. What Lu- it is. Did Rudolph yeah. Lucas wind up directing it? No, he hired like he a, didn't take the credit, right? Uh, I think he hired like a. Scab director to direct that. I, like he's Mr. Non-Union. Red Tails was, was George Lucas's Tuskegee Airmen. Was it Tuskegee? Yeah, Tuskegee Airmen. It's his movie. Tuskegee Airmen. African American. It's glory in the skies. It's African American. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> they should have fucking used that as the tagline. It's African American. Glory in the skies. Uh, oh wait, yeah, actually, Airmen in yeah. World War Two. Yeah, shot on green yeah. screen. Yeah. I know a guy. I've, I know a guy who worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked on that movie and visual effects for ten thousand years. What's exciting anymore? Like, what's exciting coming out? This what's left Pacific on the Rim. slate besides Pacific Rim? Fucking uh, the Fifth Estate. I don't know what that is. Oh, well, I'll you will in a short while. Um, Julian the, Assange. The uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, I am excited for that. Exactly. One. Is that coming out this summer? No, that would be coming out in October. Oh, awesome. Um, no, but like. Lone Ranger seems like a real big dead on mess. arrival. Oh my god! Right, they're fucked. dead on arrival. They're fucked. Also, R.I.P.D. That I mean, R.I.P. I read the R.I.P.D. Com- I, I read the comic and enjoyed going it. Going down and going down hard. You mean ripped? That which is what every one of my friends have said. Hey, are you going to see ripped? 
That's going down so hard. Don't Rooster, you think? they're selling just to stupid people. Uh, they are because I was at a party the other night. I hope th- I hope whoever said it was listening. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're all uh, listening to Team Check. We brought up RIPD back after a year I of up, silence. I brought up RIPD and someone went, "I can't wait to see it. It looks like a good version of Men in Men Black." Men in Black. And yeah. everyone was like, "What do you mean a good like?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's all it is. I know, right? But Men in Black is good. Was Men in Black Men in Black Three good? Yes. Was it really? It was better than two. How stoned were you? Uh, really stoned, but always stoned. I bought Men in Black 3 after... <laughs> There's certain movies where if enough people, like 10 people say, hey, you really need to check this out. I did that with um, John Carter, which I like. Uh-huh. Uh, I did that with Dread in the last week, which was the best fucking call of all time. Yes. Dread is incredible. Dude, I gave you that call when it was in theaters. I was too pissed about the raid. It is an amazing fucking movie. Judge, Judge Dread, the... UK comic book. It's called what is it? Two thousand AD is the name of the comic book publisher it's in UK. It, that was always owned by Marvel. Yeah, it's 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 basically their big mag. It's like a it's like the Japanese people do it. It's a it's, it's a, a magazine, magazine style. of comics. Yeah, which is how those funny British people yeah read their comics. That's how books. manga comes out too in Japan. Like they all come out in weekly. Manga or manja? Manga. What's manja? Eat. Eat, eat. eat in Italian. <laughs> uh, they all come out in like weekly magazines with like right. ten comics per magazine. Right. So yeah, yeah. The most famous 2000 AD title of all time in the UK, despite the fact that it's set here in the United States. Mega City One is in the yeah, North absolutely. America. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Judge Dredd, which was made as a movie starring Sylvester Stallone and Rob Schneider in the and Rob Schneider. early 90s or late 80s. Oh, early 90s. like Early 90s, right? 95, not that early. Like, after right. Demolition, man. Right. Um, recent, last year, you have, remade you've never seen as Judge Dredd? Dredd. Like the original one either? No. Do you know I'd what it is? Like three years old, no. Oh, dude. This, <laughs> I can't believe we just... Th- you don't know what Judge Dredd is at all? I have, I have zero That's idea. so cool. Yeah. That's really cool that people Watch don't know. Watch Dredd. Okay. Judge um, Dredd, not Judge Dredd. And then Dredd. go watch Judge Dredd. Josh is not that kind of guy. Oh, no. You can't. You, He's you, not going to go back. Give me Rob life. Schneider and Max <laughs> von Sydow in you one movie, so and well. I'm there, dude. But let's split hairs. Um, ready? This is like the rock, paper, scissors game, I guess, kind of. Demolition Man or Judge Dredd? Demolition Man. Demolition Man or Robocop 2? Demol. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Still Demolition Man. Okay. It's Wesley Snipes. Okay. It's Simon Phoenix that makes okay. it better. RoboCop 2 is a good call, though. Man. Right, right. It almost yeah. threw me. It was all like roughly the same time and Dick Tracy and all that stuff. And I remember going to see movies. I had just moved to uh, northern New Jersey, to Newark, New Jersey, and I was taking the PATH train into um, Jersey City to see movies at the Cineplex Odeon, which is where I met frequent podcast guest Steve Henges. And you just go see these things like RoboCop 2, Demolition Man, Judge Dredd, and they were. it was just like Dick Tracy... It was just a shit show. And even Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's like, the worst fucking movie ever. Uh, but not. You know, no, I mean, that's not. the one I really get behind. I know a lot of people who do. It's just like that one's too goofy for me, man. It's pretty out there. But that's owing mostly to the script and less so to the, well, the technology all the approaches and the, the department, too. the work from the production designer and the costume designer and the cinematographer. Yeah, I'll give like it that. Like Gary Oldman's blood. And Gary Oldman is... Awesome. Um, I don't know, man. We just live in a different. So you love dread. 
I did love Dread. I don't know what I'm. What's left to love this summer? Like, there's no more superhero movies. Coming well, out. that's the reality of the summer, though. When the summer starts in May, it's over. But now. then there's a movie kind of in April that's kind of like a summer movie that's trying to like bring the season back to start a little early. And then there's, of course, the March movie, this, which this year was Jack the Giant Slayer. It's the sort of slot that 300 created. Next year, 300 Rise of an Empire is on that slot. Yeah, it's the yeah. March Warner Brothers slot for the male action movie. Um, by the time you get to July, dude, it's like... There's nothing left. Summer's over. Yeah. And then you get to the dregs of August, and it's just, it's just shit. You know? It's just weird. It's that, exploitation shit. It's weird that, like... And it's also weird that if this is the first summer in, like, five years where we... I guess Man of Steel. I, I, I don't count that. So we got Have Iron Man it? and Man of Steel. I haven't seen Man of Steel yet. Really? Who um, who produced Man of Steel? Oh, Legendary. Yeah. Your owner. You haven't even <laughs> have, bought a I ticket? Have, I have many owners. Support um, your own business. I liked Guardians of Gahul. That was a legendary film. Uh-huh. Good for you. <laughs> I did like that. Uh... It's just, you would think there would be more giant fucking movies. Where are they? Like, White House Down is a summer movie? But here's the funny thing, dude. It's like, we all, uh, this happens every fucking summer, too. Remember when you saw Star Trek Into Darkness two years ago? Yeah, you're right. Because that's how it feels. Yeah, you're right. Fast Five. Fast, Fast Five. or whatever, yeah. It's come and gone, you know? Yeah, it's March. Fast Five, did, movie, Fast Five um, opened in summer, son. April. What, I mean, when, though? Like a month ago. Yeah, and it's like already, do you know anybody who's talking about that movie? Not anymore. No, because of course there's nothing left to say but about it. But it also, it also <laughs> made a lot of fucking money. Yeah. You know what I mean? All yeah, these, no, that's like, all, that's the hit for Universal this summer where R.I.P.D. is uh, not a hit, you know? Just, I don't know why just, they even made that movie, dude. I don't know. They had, looked at the, they, from the very first trailer, I was just like, this is they bought that comic. so They bought the rights to done. that so long ago. That com- I read that comic like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, and it was a decent comic. It was just nothing that was anything that compelling. The, it, and that is not related to the Hellboy universe at no, all, right? No, There is nothing Because the art to. always seems so similar no. to me. Um, it always seemed in the va- in the style of Mignola. Mignola esque. Mignola Manja. Um, I always was like, oh, is this some Hellboy spinoff? There's no. The only spinoff is like BPRD. Like it's all. Well, that's it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm confusing it. BPRD with that. is is uh, BPRD is a is one of it's his team. It's the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. It's Hellboy without Hellboy. Okay. Because Hellboy's dead now. Oh, is he? And he lives in hell. Aw. Like, six, Sad Panda. It's really cool, actually. So Mignola wrote, like, 60-something issues of the Hellboy comic over the course of, like, 10 years, however long the character was around. Okay. And then killed him and went, went away, and everyone was like, well, that's awful. And then came out with <laughs> number one of Hellboy in Hell, which is, so he restarted Hellboy. Okay. And now it's Hellboy is dead and living in hell and meeting, like, his family and it's fucking amazing. And that will go on for the rest of Mignola's life, he said. Wow. So he okay. stopped Hellboy and started it again. Are you looking for a Hell uh, Hellboy 3 from GDT? Happen. I mean, dude, if Pacific Rim doesn't do well, I'm not looking for much from GDT. This yeah. is the most money he's ever, get, he's ever been given. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's all economies of scale. If you spend less, you can... Your chances of going into profits are higher. I mean, those Hellboy movies didn't cost that much, did uh, they? Uh, no, the first one cost like... 
60 or something. They both yeah, cost. So go back and do anything. Hellboy 3. Close up your trilogy. The Close other, up the trilogy that you created, Brian Singer. The only other problem Close with, that, it up. with that is Ron Perlman's like 65 now. So what? He's under, he's under two tons I guess so, of makeup. But he's also got to fucking be physical and Who stuff. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, but I mean, he's physical, right? Yeah, he's, just, he's a big He doesn't Jew. strike me as decrepit. He's a real, I mean, Ian he's, McKellen is, he's a real is big 74 Jew. years old and is he's still on the horse unbelievably physical. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on who you are. On the other hand, my parents are 74 and go to bed at 8 o'clock at night, you know? When is Hobbit? After smoking weed. When is Hobbit? Just November? Uh, it's yes. in the Hobbit slot for the next two years, which is no December. It's December? Yeah, because this year in November, uh, on the twilight date, is Catching Fire. What's that? Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Ew, that's not... Ugh. Hunger Games like 2, son. Oh, Hunger Games, sorry. I, th- I saw a trailer for another movie that's obviously uh, a teen... What are they called? YA. YA. Young adult. Um, what am I talking about? The big one that's coming out, obviously. It's like a, the witch... They're witches. The Mortal Instruments. Yes, that one. <laughs> I, saw the tra- I saw the trailer. It's got that. the numbers, dude. It's, it's sold I'm the volume sure, from I'm what sure I understand. It do, I'm sure I've it will do really well. Laura Byrne Cristiano a million times, like... Who gets near Twilight in terms of book sales? Um, the Mortal Instruments by Cassandra Clare. Everybody seems to think it's a comer, as the expression goes. I guess so. But it is opening in, I think, August, which doesn't bode well. It's just weird. There's nothing left. Grown Ups yeah. too. And Jamie Campbell Bower. What about Gravity? As a romantic lead. Where is, is that? Gravity is, that is in... Uh, October. Gravity That's the new Alphonse Cuaron. Yeah, yeah. Sandra Bullock with top billing over George Clooney. Eric and I noted. Eric Odom and I noted last is night. Is it alphabetical? Uh, it, it could be, be but uh, I think that's agenting. You know, uh, that looks she great. probably has the bigger part. That that looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll well, Alphonse Cuaron is a great yeah. Children of Men was fucking. This filmmaker. is his last. This is his well, his next film after Children of Men, right? Yeah. He hasn't um, made a movie in like five 27 years later. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's been up to. Uh, and oh. um, Paul Greengrass coming with Captain Phillips. I don't give a shit about that. Why not? I don't know what that is. That's Captain Phillips fighting off Somali pirates unsuccessfully in uh, the real he, life piracy he, tale off he, the coast oh of he's Africa. He's so fucking topical, Greengrass. I can't deal with well, that. Well, yeah. Uh, there is a big movie I forgot about this summer coming out. My last hope said a favorite movie of the year. Because I thought it would be This is the End. And once it wasn't, I was relieved because I went, oh, okay, thank God, because this can still take the slot. Give us a hint. Uh, the last movie. Care Bears. The, 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 <laughs> the third of a trilogy. The third film in a trilogy is coming out this summer. It's the Coronado trilogy. It's uh, End of the World, Edgar Wright. Oh, right, At right, World's right. End. That's still... Right. Because Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are two of my favorite movies ever made. And Scott When you Pilgrim. call them a trilogy, though, is that like... Uh, he, they call it a trilogy. The Teenage Apo- Greg Araki's Teenage Apocalypse trilogy. Yes. Are there actually... There well, is no. one are thing Are there that, characters in common? There's not characters in common, but the thing that is in common is in every movie, Simon Pegg eats an ice cream bar called the Coronetto. And they've called it... It's either for... They, there are two names for the trilogy. It's the Coronetto trilogy or for a few somethings more, but I can't remember what the something is. But is they that announced, past your sniff test, Kessner? What? They announced back is in Shaun of the... sniff test? That it's a trilogy? No, yeah, just man. that he eats an ice cream bar called a Coronetto. Yeah, that's what we require to be trilogies. Now we just have to like... 
eat a certain <laughs> food. Or- and it's the same. Someone freaked me out last night and thought Paul was part of their whole thing. And that's not an I could see. And when I saw the first trailer for End of the World. At it, World's it, End, it I believe. Remind, yeah, at World's End. They changed the name. It, remind, it reminded me of... Um, Attack the Block. Which I'm happy with, because Attack the Block Which is, is not a, part of that trilogy. It's not, but it's... But kind of, sort of Edgar is. Edgar-directed movie. No, uh, technically, the only thing part of that trilogy are movies that Edgar Wright directs that Peg and Frost are in, and it's just the three. Okay. Because um, someone else brought this up. Edgar Wright's only directed... This will be his fourth film. It's unbelievable. In like... And the third movie is... 13 years? Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which was a big bomb. A giant bomb, but Correct. one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the also bomb. another like thumbnaily sort of hair on the back of your neck, finger in the wind kind of thing. Is you go down to comic, you go down to Comic Con, downtown San Diego, and the movies that certain studios uh, have bought the largest placements for, covering the sides of hotels and buildings, invariably tank. <laughs> and also the whatever they like do every the time. Viral and marketing. Scott Pilgrim. Had the whole side of like the Hilton Bayfront, and or another building actually yeah, close right. to the ballpark, yeah, yeah. and went down so hard. What's well, also whenever they do the giant viral marketing things, those movies just, typically it doesn't. What, what was work. it last year? The protest about aliens. I can't even remember no. what it was for. for was it for? Uh, it wasn't for like the, fallen the summit skies Russian. or something. Was it for falling skies? It may, it was either fallen skies or you're right. The fucking Chernobyl. Yeah. No, not uh, with the no the, the zip zap movie with the guns that shoot the fucking lights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that movie called? Do you know what we're talking about? With uh, Emil Hirsch. Yeah, Emil Hirsch, and uh, is it um the girl from isn't it uh, Olivia Thirlby? Uh, hang on, just fuck. Bam. What's that movie called? Kessner, the podcasting term for just talk, like a vamp. Point at you, and I go, I have to take a piss right now. Just talk and talk and talk is vamp. Okay, I would probably not be that good at that. No, you probably. The movie was about a group of like Western kid. What is it called? It was all shot in Russia. Yeah, it was. It was all Russian for like twelve bucks. The first death was cool. It was the darkest hour. The darkest hour in twenty eleven. Yeah, a non-starter. Um, I wonder what the big movie will be this year that they're promoting. Second wave Marvel will definitely have a X Men first uh, Days of Future Past days will of future be down past. there, we'll no be, question. Uh, Mar- uh, Marvel Second Wave will have a presence, obviously, for Captain and Thor because they're almost done shooting those. Yeah. Um, Shield. Did you see the billboard? Yeah, it's cool. It's fucking awesome. That's what's great about living in Los Angeles, dude. Is we got the super deluxe billboards. Like this, and then it reminded me, like, there's a. Shield television show coming out. Yeah, three years ago, I wouldn't even believe that. I, I know, and I don't give two fucks honestly, but I enjoy watching the rest of you. I'm so fucking excited, dude! Masturbating, it's, am- it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's the most obscure, <laughs> random fucking thing. That's why I can't wait for the second wave. Wave now because you have like Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. Edgar Wright's Ant Man. Edgar Wright's Ant Man. Guardians of the Galaxy, which is shaping up to be the best casted fucking comic book movie ever. Really. So you far, know what that's opening opposite now, right? What? Well, I should say to get the sentence right, you know what's opposite. You know what's opening opposite, opposite Guardi- that because no. Guardians was on the date first, first, which is August first, I think. Well, Godzilla. No, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, we'll be fine. Yeah, well, there's no question of that. It's Marvel. No. Um, 
But here's the case so far. There won't be a female in the audience, but just as well for you. Uh, we've got Twink. Chris Pratt from Chris Pratt from Parks and Recreations is the lead of the fucking film. And what's this? Dave is, Bautista is the, is the CG raccoon gunslinging raccoon the second lead or the fourth lead? Rocket would probably be the third. But he hasn't Rocket been cast raccoon. yet. He hasn't been cast yet. So you've got he's uh, CG. Chris Pratt as uh, Star-Lord. You've got Dave Bautista as Drax, a former wrestler. So you've got a guy from a sitcom, a former WWE wrestler, uh, John C. Riley, Glenn Close, right. I believe, Karen Gillan from Doctor Who is playing the lead villain. Like, it just keeps getting... Zoe Saldana, it's the weirdest fucking movie ever. Rooker. I like the... Uh, I just took a picture right now for... Kathleen and Sasha's illustrated episode guy of Ket Kessner leaning back, looking skeptically as you rattled down that list of. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be awesome, dude. And actually, I don't, hold, uh, hold that position. I don't love love Hang James Gunn, but, but I'm excited. I want another was. one. Go back to doing what you were just doing. Right. Michael Rooker being skeptical, or exactly. Michael Rooker. No, this I'm trying to get him to cue what? that look this. up. Uh, this, yeah. Kind of an, an adapted Kirk uh, Picard facepalm. That's hilarious. Um, nah, dude, I'm psyched. What about Fifty Shades of Grey? Did they cast? You'll it? get yeah. around to that. Did they cast it? <laughs> no. Um, is it going to be porn? Like, it's going to be a hard R. It's going to be as hard as it's going to be the hardest R uh, that they can get rated. By the NPAA, in the same way, by the way, that uh, both episode, both uh, Breaking Dawns were the hardest PG-13s that we could get through after a series of back and forths. They've got to deliver with Fifty Shades. You know, it's... you got to show that shark, son. It's Is Jaws. Is it still such a, card, a cultural phenomenon a year later? It's still... All three books are still parked... Uh, nicely right top on the 10. top 10 list of the New York Times right bestsellers. So I guess so, yeah, yeah. It's, yep, still going strong. Who's directing it? Uh, I believe her name is Sam Taylor Johnson, who directed Nowhere Boy. Oh, okay. Um, about a young John Lennon. Which um, isn't bad. With, uh, on with which she met her husband. Really? You don't know who her husband is? No. Kick ass. Oh, is it is it that dude, the kid who played Aaron Lennon? Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. also in? Fuck. They cast two Quicksilvers. That's right. Well, is he the have Avenger? they actually locked the cast, or is it just rumored? I think they've locked. Singer has cast his. It's not a singer has the kid from American Horror Story. Then yes, yeah, a twink. Okay, <laughs> so then then Aaron Johnson is a, is Whedon's for Avengers too. Yes. So he got the bigger one. one. Once it gets announced, yeah. I still feel like that's not been announced, but you're the guy. You're uh, on Twitter now. I don't even. I just look at my mentions column. I can't even go over. Josh that. said it. Okay, he well, said like it's, we got Quicksilver. It's, yeah, it's Aaron yeah. Thompson. Yeah, I'm big for him. He's great, right? Are you looking forward to Kick Ass Two? No. Why not? Oh, fuck that movie. Why? Uh, I read the comics. Okay. It's fucking repugnant and disgusting. And Jim Carrey's absolutely right. Really? I mean, there is a scene where uh, McLovin holds a girl to a gun to a, a kick-ass's girlfriend and, and rapes her in front of like a group of like fifty other superheroes. Kessner. And then Kickass finds out. Are you out, looking forward to Kickass too? Here, I didn't see. Kick based on one. this, prim- dude, have you ever seen a movie? <laughs> um, 
Kickass finds out about his girlfriend's rape, and I believe the exact line was, I wasn't this bummed out since iCarly was canceled. And I was like, closed the book, and was like, fuck you, Mark Miller. Wow. I get that you're trying to be extreme, but this is just fucking attrition now. But how true to that do you think they're going to be? It's they're a not studio gonna do the movie ra- They're not going to do the rape thing. Also though. universal, I believe. I just didn't love the first one. I don't want to support Mark Miller. It's the wow. truth. I really disliked Kick-Ass 2 that much. Like, really? Yeah, it felt like a fucking Takashi Miike thing or like Human Centipede. Everything was just bloody. And so out there? Just on purpose because it has to be crazy. And You know what I mean? Get your phone. I think it's me. Marlon Wayans. It's Sean. Sean of the I Dead? No, Sean Wayans. I don't talk to Marlon. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I'm not excited for Kick-Ass 2. Right. Right. I also just don't think. Who's doing this one? By doing, do you it's, mean directing Matt Cohen? Yeah, because it's not Matthew Vaughn. No. I don't know who it is. Oh, please. Vamp. Uh, Matthew Vaughn got kicked off two movies this year, I guess. Well, I wouldn't exactly use the term kicked off as regards X-Men Days no? of Future Past. No. Okay. I don't know the politics behind that Oh, movie. I got the story. All right. But uh, sadly for our listeners, it's that, an after that the show too will have story. to wait until we wrap this episode. It's wrapped, Because that's a good fucking story. Um, <laughs> let's just say if you Google Matthew Vaughn and... Uh, no, I don't want to say it on the air, but if you Google, there's been a bit of scandal around Matthew Vaughn, and yes. if you Google, you can if Google, you Google it, it um, where there's smoke, there's fire. So Kick-Ass 2 is directed by uh, Jeff Wadlow, of course. Who's that? Uh, who's that guy? Oh my god, are you kidding me? What his credits? Yeah, he did two movies in 2002. One was called The Tower of Babel, and the other was Manual Labor. Let's assume are those shorts? Yes, they're two so he's shorts. never done anything. No, hold please. Those are two shorts. Okay, 11 years ago. <laughs> his feature debut, also, never mind, that's a short. The feature debut is in 2005, Cry Wolf. Don't know it. Uh, you probably know the poster. Remember that oh, horror yeah. movie? Oh, yeah, that horror movie. Kessner's just stone-facing that one, too. Kessner when he was 10. <laughs> and then he does, also for Summit, I believe. Summit is just getting lots of play during this. Never Back never back Down. I remember hearing The Cam Gigante. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I saw that, actually. Of course you did. Um, I saw that. Underground Fight Club mixed martial arts movie. And from that, he jumps. That was in 2008. Five years later, Kick-Ass 2. So get excited, folks. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. And it looks like he also wrote the script. Anyway, this has been I a great we'll episode. Yeah, yeah, we caught up, dude. We're, we're, we're right back <laughs> we into it. We still don't have a title. What is it, Twink? We can't do that. What? Because uh, then in the pa- in the descriptive paragraph, it's going to be like Matt Cohen, Morrissey, and Josh Kessner, and everyone's going to instantly think Josh Kessner is what a if, homosexual. What if I'm the twink? Be stupid. Twinks well, I mean, are stupid, dude. Maybe right. two out You're of too old to be a twink. Sorry. Aww. And you're not gay. It's I only... But I want a name. It's stupid gay boys. I'm going with the raptor. People are like, what are you, a raptor? I'm a tiger. All right. <laughs> uh, you want, it could be the raptor and the tiger. Uh, it makes sense. You want to do that? Uh, like Life of Pi sequel. Are we going to yeah. make another of these before Comic-Con? What's your uh, schedule? Let's just talk about it right on air. Yeah, I'm around. 
So when do you go down to San Diego? Comic-Con is next week. Yeah. I know. No, no, no. It's not. It's, it's two weeks. It's like 13 days from But now. I'm going to Chicago uh, a week from I have, tomorrow. Between then and now, I have Anime Expo, Labyrinth of fucking Jareth, a couple other things, and Comic-Con. So what is that? The Labyrinth of Jareth? Ooh, oh, I awesome. know what that is, that but ball. our listeners will want to know. Here's another great thing about li- living in Los Angeles, folks. <laughs> There's weird shit to do. Uh, no, go ahead. The Labyrinth of Jared. I think it's like the 16th year we they've may done have dis- it. We may have discussed this on it's a previous It's a masquerade episode. ball they have downtown. Like downtown all, Los Angeles. A bunch of nerds go mm-hmm. and get drunk and wear masks. What's the ref- title reference? Is it's to, to Dark Crystal, David Bowie's character. Excuse me, Labyrinth. That would be Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah, that would be funny. Like, yeah, it would be the Dark <laughs> Crystal Ball. Uh, it is a reference to Jareth, David Bowie's character in Labyrinth. Right, with uh, the the uh, dancing tights that he wears with no underwear in that Exactly, movie, and that's what everyone has dog. to wear. No, you just have to wear a mask, I think, is the main... And somebody's surely going as the David Bowie oh, character everyone. with all that yeah, hair, Yeah, 90% right? of the, the people Tina go as the hair. David Bowie character, yeah. yeah. It's my first year, though, so I'm pretty excited. And then Do I people had, actually like bring hand puppets down, like Henson-style hand puppets? I think it's it's segged more into like sexy, eyes-wide-shut type costumes. It's really? a lot of like, yes, it's a lot of like weird see-through and latex and like... And do people fuck? I, I've heard it gets kind of fucking crazy. Really? I don't know, though. It's at a hotel, too, so like... Some old hotel, probably. Is I think it's like the Omni. And That's not that old. Like that? What's that, Kessner? I said, is there flogging? And we can hope, Kessner. We can hope. Uh, Are you suddenly interested? <laughs> and then I go... <laughs> yeah, I go let's just say, what, Kessner, how many, fif- how many Fifty Shades books have you read? One. The first. Yeah. yeah. One more than me. Um, and then I go down to San Diego on Wednesday. A week from Wednesday. A week from Wednesday. Or no, two weeks from tomorrow. Two weeks, yes. Two weeks so, from tomorrow. If I get on a plane with Eric Odom a week from tomorrow, do we have time between now and next Wednesday to make another episode? Yes, a Monday or Tuesday should work. All right, well, let's do that then. Oh, my God, we might actually be back in the swim of things. Do you want to really get But then here's the thing. It's really good official. Can we make one two, two weeks from today on the Tuesday? Tuesday after the day before Comic Con. Yes, I'll be no. You'll be in Chicho mode. Yeah. All right. So we'll miss <laughs> we'll miss that week then. Okay. Um, yeah, I should be good for. Yep, Tuesday. It's Tuesday right. the ninth. Okay. All right. At Camel Toad on Twitter at Jack underscore Morrissey with two R's and two S's at Team underscore Jack. Josh Kessner is also on Twitter, but. I don't even know my thing, so... It's Joshua Kessner. (laughs) K-A-E-S-T-N-E-R, I think. Um, Teamjack.com, where you'll find uh, our illustrated episode guides for pretty much most of the um, Team Jack podcast episodes. We're also on Tumblr. Is illustrated the right word? Yeah, I I think so. I think some people think... Photo novel... People have literally thought there was going to be like a comic book of the podcast. I, we've had a couple well, guests who've heard the word illustrated and like their eyes light up. I see. Oh, that's Is it not bad. annotated? Yeah, but it's visually annotated. It's richly. So visually it, I guess annotated. it is illustrated. Yeah. It's kind right. of illustrated. But I like the term photo novel. Maybe we should like bring that back. Team Jack photo novel. I like Team that. Jack photo yeah, novels. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Kathleen, Sasha, Tracy, photo novels. 
F O T O, like my <laughs> Nightwing and Close Encounters photo novels and Logan's Run photo novels from the 1970s. Anyway, are you seeing anything this week? No. I feel like I should. Uh, I still haven't seen Man of Steel, dude. Me neither. That, but you know what? Everyone talking about it makes me want to see it less. That's the honest to God truth. The controversy and like all the. I don't want to know. Keep me spoiler free. Okay. The single statistic I've heard that makes me want to see it less is two hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. So. My heart sinks, dude. I mean, dude, it's like enough of this. I think. I think. Uh, Legend. I think. I can't want to call it Legend of Zorro. That's how you know it's going to do bad. Lone Ranger is at like two forty. I've heard. <sighs> I mean, what are they thinking? Yeah, which is it's the same exact runtime as Pirates. That's what they're thinking. It's Gore Verbinski and Johnny Depp. And yeah, Johnny and like everybody loves every frame of all those three Pirates movies, which we just can't watch enough of. It's like. Oh my yeah, god, obviously. dude. Yeah. I know. It's like think of all the um think of all the Big Macs and Fileo fish, ninety nine cent bacon cheeseburgers, cold fries, all the old ice that's melted down with the old boxes of like Dr. Pepper and Coke Zero syrup that's put in a dumpster behind a McDonald's in Burbank on Olive Avenue, left to rot in the San Fernando Valley sun for a month. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> That's like how I feel about that. Anyway, thanks for listening. We're back. Hopefully we'll be back next week again. Um, out. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.